Hello, I'm Frank DiPasquale. Uh, I hope I'm uh, a friend. You just said your name. Did you just say, hi, I'm Frank yeah, DiPasquale? Yeah, I know, but I want to say the not then. I want to say the word the not then. I mean, Where the f*** they think you are? <laughs> well, they don't know. I'm in the room over here. They're, this could be in the Bronx. He's right, he's right. Ciao, so Frank DiPasquale. So the not then of the Boston. Now, if you want me to say it in English, my name is Frank DiPasquale. Here I am in the not then of Boston with my good friend Nick Verano. And go ahead, Nick, you can take it from there. You can't give him an inch. See what I mean? See, like, I can yeah. introduce myself. Cut. Hi, and I'm Nick Verano. Like we don't know. Go ahead. And you're watching. Tell me study what it's Growing called. Growing Up a Time Podcast. Growing Up a Time Podcast. Hi, and I'm Nick Verano. And you're watching the Growing Up Italian Podcast. Numero uno, number one, all over the world. Growing up Italian. Growing up Italian. Growing up Italian podcast. Growing up Italian. 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 Growing up Italian podcast. Growing up Italian. Growing up Italian. Growing up Italian podcast. Growing up Italian. Woo! Yeah. Do you usually do you usually like place bets together too? No, 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 no. We we gamble every day together. We. These guys that are, I mean, we gamble huh? at the casino Every minute. seven days a week, 365, unless we're not here. And we only travel to places that have casinos. Except so if it doesn't have a casino, you won't? No, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go more, but he, he won't go. So what do you guys do in Italy when it's, uh, you know, you, there's no gamble, casinos in Italy? No, yeah. but we, we... We figure it out. We do, a, <laughs> we do a great guy strip every year. Uh-huh. Then we do a, you know, I, like I do a family trip with my wife and kids, but we do a guy's trip. For the last nine years, okay, we, we go take the plane, go to Naples, directly to Naples, then jump on the boat and go right to Capri. We stay in Capri all week, and then on the way back, we stop in Rome, and we've been fortunate enough to get to meet the Pope a few times. We have a friend in Rome uh-huh. that truly is the guy. I mean, he is the Pope's duper number. Wow. And, uh, so you're the Pope plug. I have a pull plug, yeah. No, I, that, that's that's actually factual. Uh, I actually saw pictures when we it's first Oprah's met. guy. Who is it? It's a a, a, a mm. friend of mine, Angel, that has become like best friends with, with, with Oprah. You could get us a podcast with the Pope, you think? All right, now, now let's, back, let's stretch backtrack. it. Let's, that, Push let's it. backtrack a little bit. So wait, I think I'm stretching it. Because listen, the first time I met you guys, by the way, Boston legends, you guys are the kings of Boston. Especially Boston Italians. I think we take a certain pride to being Italian, but you are the guys. So the first time I met you guys was Salad Voice. We were filming, and I saw a picture of you getting your son Gennaro blessed by the Pope. Yes. So can you tell us how that happened? Yeah. You want to explain? Yeah, well, go ahead. Explain. (laughs) So uh, this neighborhood is truly the greatest inner city Italian neighborhood in the country, in my opinion. Humbly. Greatest Little Italy. Um, by far. And New York's amazing. Chicago's incredible. Philadelphia is unbelievable. California, San Francisco has a little bit. Rhode Island is unbelievable. The the North End, and it's maybe because I'm born and raised here, is, is very special. We've tried to keep all the uh, big you know, franchises out to, to keep the mom and pop type stores and uh, coffee shops and bakeries, uh-huh. etc. that have been here forever. So they... We're also known for having a great summer festivals. St. Anthony, right? St. Anthony's is a uh, fisherman's feast. It was a Sicilian feast. Uh, we have Madonna della Cava, uh, 
St. Agrippina, all unbelievable, legendary feasts. So a few years back, uh, me and Frank got together and we wanted to help kids with autism. And so he says, you know, let's go to Italy. Let's do something in honor of San Gennaro, which is a Neapolitan saint from where uh, Frank's from. And we went through all the process. Took a couple of years. We went to Italy. We had the statue made of San Gennaro. And uh, when we picked it up, we stopped in Rome because we picked it up in Naples, stopped in Rome, and had the Pope actually bless it for us. So this was the same trip? Yeah, same trip we picked same it up. Trip. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, Quite an experience. I'll tell you the truth. We, uh, you know, First of all, we went to Calabria to see what saint we were going to. And I said, well, we have a great saint, which is St. Gennaro. And I said, most of the people here are from southern Italy. So we had to pick a saint that was from southern Italy. And uh, St. Gennaro just fit the bill. And... And we had the Marinali brothers uh, make the statue with a lot of help from Pasquale Trotta to put this whole thing together. And and uh, we said, how are we going to do this? So we all went to Italy. Uh, they created the, the statue of the saint. I says, now we got a bigger problem. How are we going to get it to Boston? Yes, I, how did so, that happen? So I, I could tell you exactly how it happened. It's uh, We bought a plane. Oh, wow. So, wow. so we bought a plane, and we've had it for 20 years. <laughs> That's a years. solution. And uh, we says, let's just put the statue on the back of the plane, and here we are. With the Safest flight I ever felt on in my life. Really? Of course, I got the saint yeah, in the back. The saint in the back. If something happens then, I'm really I want to say, say, <laughs> say this, humbly speaking, Yeah. but we've been doing, like, the private flights to Florida a lot. Yeah. And it is, doesn't feel safe like on a private flight. Like it's very the turbulence. Shaky. The yeah. turbulence is a little more than a really. Plane. You fly higher when you're yeah, private. You fly a little higher. Yeah, we know. We flew forty five thousand, but we had a big plane. We had a Falcon nine hundred EX, which is a big plane. Okay. Thirteen. No passenger. idea what that is. It's, it's a big boy. Yeah, that sounds great. But yeah, no. We luckily, thank God, we always uh, made it to land. Yeah, I could see San Gennaro taking care but of. But having him on the plane, me, yeah, I said an extra couple fuck yous. And, I didn't care. I figured the saints on the plane. Sanjana, are you? As soon as it started shaking, I got to talk about this Frank. The Frank and Nick dynamic. First of all, Napoli Don Calabres. Is that like the wine bottle and the wine glass? You know what I mean? Twins. The height and the bottle of the the little glass. So so we're always together, you know. And you know something, I got to tell you the truth today. Um, we went to a ceremony this morning, and I said to Nick, it, it, I think sometimes it's just meant to be seen that, you know, uh, we went to a ceremony uh, at, at a cemetery, and we were paying uh, best wishes to someone that passed away. And you can see that. Okay? Yeah, my dad passed away, so we did something. And I'm sorry so for your loss, Thank you. So uh, we were there, and they brought the casket. And as we looked up at the casket, and this happened one other time when his mom passed away, and there was my mother and father right there, mm-hmm. all right, in the same cemetery, in the same mausoleum, overlooking the caskets. All right, so by coincidence, I guess by coincidence. Think about that. We're so, best friends, brothers. Yeah. In it's amazing. We, you know, he's oh, obviously lot older you know what i mean i'm i'm much more charming but yeah. good looking he's got much more money but you, you know. can't have it all so, so no, we, no. Even, no so we even offer i'd rather have the money but i got stuck with the looks what do you <laughs> but i'm much more charismatic but so but that the, shows he, like he's actually he's not lying so when we met i was 15 
and he was 35. We met playing cards. Okay. It was a social club. I lost. He lost that night at the club, and my cousin... Just for reference, were you playing Scala? No, no, no I play no, Scala no. every day here. But no, we were playing uh, blackjack and poker, you know, okay. and my cousin called me and says, Nick, where are you? He says, I'm at the store, we're at a little convenience store. He says, hurry up, come down to the club tonight. He goes, we got a real fucking live sucker, Frankie D's coming. Because everyone who go there were like 2,000. So he's the whale? He's the whale. Yeah, we, he's 35, we're 16, 18, 19, 20. So yeah, I had shot money on me. Let's say maybe a Gino 1200. At 15. Fra yeah, but I worked hard. Frankie came in that night with 25,000, blows it in 15 minutes. This is the God's honest truth. So I left that night going, not on to me. Fucking send the limo for him next time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to send him a basket every year for Christmas. First time we met. But do you know what made me, do you know what made me see the type of guy he was? That night, he leaves the club. I'm there. About a half hour later, the phone rings. So I answer club. Who's this? This is Nikki. Hey, hey, Nick, uh, can you do me a favor? Can you make sure that the dealers get 500? There was four dealers, 500 each for a tip for me. He goes, and, and he made and you I'll lose. Give you, and he lost, right? He goes, and, and uh, you know, I'll bring it to you tomorrow. So I went, yeah, you got it. So I told the dealers, Frankie was nice enough. He wants me to give you 200 each. You know what I mean? Frank, and they go, wow, what a nice guy. I know, he's the yeah, best. He's the best I guy. I met him the next fucking day. <laughs> Wait, but was it the first time telling him that? Or? Yeah, he knows, he knows. He, but that's he, a, had it, he knew that when his face, yeah. he knows the story. Well, that's the God's honor truth. And then after that. That's a time That's way, a time way. That's a time way. Nice little big. And then after that, uh, years later, he opened up a restaurant here in the North End. I was born and raised in this neighborhood. Went to school here because he opened a restaurant called Il Panino. And Il Panino changed the, the temperature of the food, really, I think, in Boston. He was one of the first ones to ever bring in San Marzano tomato, making the mozzarella in-house, making the breads in-house, uh, using, real time, using real a pasta, real. making all. And he had a little trattoria. And I tell you, this place was, I don't want to speak for him, but tiny. And the place took off like you've never seen. And he introduced us to not just a red sauce type restaurant, you know, and uh, he overcharged for everything. Don't get me wrong. The, the ingredients were legit, though. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they really were. He, and uh, when I had the chance to open up my restaurant many years later, he opened up what year? 86? 87. 87. So many years later in 2003, I'm opening up my first restaurant, which is the original Strager here in the North End. And when I was doing everything, the first person I called was Frankie Di Pasquale. And I says, hey, Frank, I says, you know, I got a shot to open a restaurant in the neighborhood. Any advice or anything you can help me with, I'd be appreciated forever. And he did something that I always talk about. He didn't blink. He said, hurry up, come down, whatever you need. Yes, whatever you need. And he helped me create a menu, create a wine list, or what he knows works better in this neighborhood better than anyone I know. And he was generous with his time. And Don't forget to tell him about the belt that yeah. I still have on. So listen, so <laughs> now I, to thank him, right? I says, right, let me go buy him something nice. You know, what do you get a guy? Uh, a, I went to a, there was a famous store on Newbury Street called Riccati's. Uh, they were the first ones to like have everything high end, chrome hard before chrome hard was chrome hard. Mm -hmm. I mean everything, you know, and uh, the 
father is a nice gentleman. So I go, Rika, I said, I got to buy something for Frankie Deep. So in a nice belt, you know, Bella Prada belt. So I don't know. I don't mean this, you brother. I go say so. So I don't know. Finally, spent some money, mamma mia. So I says, all right. So I go to pay for the belt, right? It was nine hundred. Minimal. Nine hundred. Minimal. Fuck him. You buy a target to cut on a bella cinta, new vestito, and I got me. Well, nine hundred. Goes I nigga for you. He goes just give me eight hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. So I buy the belt. I give him the belt, right? He makes like it's a big deal. Wow, nigga, thank you so much. And the rest is history. We became best friends, brothers, you know, have each other's backs. And to have a mentor like that in this neighborhood that you know, now has done everything he's done, I was the very fortunate one. What's we, amazing? We really travel an awful lot together. And to tell you the closeness of these two. I could see it. I could right, see it. Honest to God, we went to Calabria. But first of all, right, we, we went to Naples. So How did he treat we, you in Calabria? Were he nice to you? Oh, wait till I tell you this story. You're going to love it. Um, so anyhow, we, we go to Naples first because I'm going to get to Calabria in one second. All right? And we go, we go to Naples. We go to Capri. I says, let's go to Capri. So we go to Capri, and we open the door to the, the room. One, uh, two little beds, but it was like one, uh, two beds were there. They were and, pushed but together. They were pushed together. All right, and you couldn't and I, you separate them, like yeah. So they they were pushed together, and and they said, well, Tom Brady and Giselle were just in this room. I says, wow, and that's fantastic. Now, now it's Frank and Nick. That's wonderful. So who was All the right? big spoon? What he was big and little spoon. Oh and yeah, <laughs> listen to this. So so we decided. I I says uh, Nick. Oh, no, we uh, tried to get what, a power. We couldn't. What, what are we gonna do? I says, well, do what we did when we were kids. Let's put get pillow. the pillows. Get the pillows. Put them down the middle. You take the left. <laughs> I'll take the right. He says, yeah, that's a great idea. All fine and good. Well, anyhow, we go from there. We go to Calabria, okay? Because his father was living in Calabria. So open up the door to the hotel. Boom, again, two beds. <laughs> All right, one, 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 uh, but they were pushed together again. I says, Nick, I got the solution. Let's go. We're looking to get the pillows. We'll put them down in the middle this time. You take the right, I'll take the left. All fine and good. Now we ended up in Rome because we had to go pick up the statue for St. Gennaro. All right, open up the door. I says, oh, my God, look at this. The, the two beds. There's two uh, separate beds uh, in the uh, room. Separated. I says, forget it. I got the solution. Put we them put them together. together. <laughs> I, says, I says, we got no problem. We have more conversations on these three rooms than you would ever, ever imagine. But we have a closest. No, but the best was the first time we ever went to, to Naples together, the first time mm -hmm. ever traveling mm -hmm. with him, staying in the same room. So now, yeah, I know him, but I don't, you know, I don't, you know, you're first You learn a lot about someone when you got to share a room. So I got a fart so bad. I'm holding it in. My night, I'm alone. I'm going to eat a little bit. I'm going to eat a little bit. The sandouille is killing me. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden. Spicy too, right? All of a sudden. I go out, there's a little balcony in Naples in the hotel, right? So I said, let me go outside, right? Me and get, me and me. Right, he goes, what? the fuck was that? I go, school, so Frank, I tried There's to come ducks. outside. There's ducks. I was holding in there. I don't want to go downstairs. The elevator in the hotel was this big. I couldn't fit. I was sweating. <laughs> right? So, I, so he goes, me and you, thank God. <laughs> he was holding it. <laughs> I'm surprised it lasted that long. You're see the showers in these places, though. Like, neck, I, 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 I yeah, two by twos. How is he going to fit in the twos. shower? Maybe we're going to get a bigger room. Maybe we're going to do this. Maybe we're going to do that. 
it's impossible. It's impossible to take a shower. You got to just keep turning around and make like a rotisserie. Yeah. You know, but you get one side at a time. Uh, one like side. A one side. Oh, I, I had a meant to like go on a squirt on the on the. <laughs> Plexiglass, you put my, my cheeks, I like, can't put my ass. Your my butt cheeks, cheeks right on the No, <laughs> I want to say one thing that I think is really important. And as an Italian Americans, like we have to stress this, but you were a successful businessman in this neighborhood. He's opening his first joint. And you said, sit down with me, I'll help you. How many other, I can't think of how many times like someone sees someone doing something and they look at them as competition instead of trying to help. And it means a lot that you're a successful business owner and like taking him under your wing. Com- because that made his whole yeah. you know, difference. Com- competition is the greatest thing you could have because it actually keeps everybody on their toes. All right? work hard. It makes and, you better what you do. And this neighborhood having 103 restaurants and us being the president, vice president of the Chamber of Commerce, I tell you the truth, like the, the one thing that they always say about Italians is that we don't get along and we're jealous first of thing, one another. First thing. And, and they say that over and over again. Well, in the north end of Boston, I don't believe we have too much of that. If we had it at one time, it's being cleaned up little by little by little. And you know what it is? By his actions, by my actions, and we try to bring everybody together. If we could bring people together, let me tell you, there's no race in the world like the Italian race because, honestly, we it's, it's our traditions. It's our culture. It's everything about how we want to raise family, mm-hmm. how do we want to respect our family, how we want to respect our friends. Um, as Nick said earlier, this is the greatest inner city Italian community in the country. And that's no disrespect to any other Italian community. But still right? neighborhood, though. Yeah, still, but this is so close. Yeah? I mean, you've got uh, one and a half square miles of restaurants, bars, cafes, and everybody giving you a double kiss and everybody giving you a hug. And, and everybody's got, still ball and, and everybody that wants to be Italian comes here to the north end to be Italian. Yeah. And where do they go? They come from all parts, you know. When was it? The last Sunday I was in church, and uh, the priest, Father Mike, said, uh, and he does this every week. He says to everybody, he says, is there anybody from outside the North End, meaning from another state or another country? I might have seen about 35, 40 hands go up. People come here from all over the world. They come here to, to really enjoy what it's like to be in Italy. If they're not going to go to Italy, you've got to come to the North End. It's that simple. But see, but I gotta say something. Because for me, it's guys like you, Sabino, you, Rocco, your whole crew, and what you guys are doing to introduce and reintroduce our Italian heritage, mm-hmm. what we're about, what people went through to get here, right? And now you guys are showing it to a whole new generation mm-hmm. that may have lost it because, listen, in my house, I had to learn Italian first, right? Because my mother and father only spoke it, right? Mm-hmm. Today it's a little bit different, you know, because of these phones and because of nobody really, the, the same family values of loyalty and respect and, you know, how to treat your parents, mm-hmm. first and foremost, I think it's a lost art. But I think what you guys are doing is really reintroducing what being an Italian-American is. Yeah, what it really and, means. And, and you guys are really fucking to be applauded because I'm telling you. I, will I appreciate that. Coming from, from you guys, it, that means it, a lot. It, it, needs, it needs to be shown that means and a lot. seen. I do want to say something, too, because the reason why we're in Boston, I saw you started a podcast with your daughter, and from when I met you, I knew you were a star. Like yeah, You I have agree. the personality <laughs> to be like doing I'm these podcasts. Right? I'm not, I'm so what happened was I, I reached out to Nick. I'm like, listen... I want to come into Boston. Do you know a place where I could film? Don't worry. And he took care of everything. I'm like, everything. 
you literally opened this door for us, and I really appreciate it. I want to thank you, give you guys your flowers for taking care of us. It really means a lot. But me and Rocco, the reason why we're really here is because we want to learn the Italian Boston story. Like, we know the North End, and it's a beautiful neighborhood. Super, like you said, I really do think it is the best little Italy in all Say it America. again. It's the best little Italy in America. <laughs> That's recorded. It's a real neighborhood. All right. yes. <clears throat> Can you, do you guys know the story of this neighborhood? Like, could you tell us? Or at least from your no. experience. Because you guys both speak Italian. Like, your family story, when they came here, what did they do? Like, how did you guys get to where you are today? Well, I can tell you my story, and it's, uh, it's a, a story that I, I don't even believe as I'm sitting here right now, sometimes um, reminiscing on, on the fact that many, many years ago, that my father left 18 brothers and sisters to come to America. He was the only one? 18. He was number 18. 18. He was the last one. He was the last one. And my mother left nine. My mother was the last of nine. And I, I always question the fact, gee, you know, I hope that I can remember all the different things that my mother used to teach me. My mother had a bazzoletta for everything. All right? So, like a little, a little time know, saying. Uh, and little things like, follow the killer may the day, fachi spies. Killer que prima proveda, luda suspira. But she had a hundred of them. Every, every day she would tell me another oh, true, one. True. And I said, all these little things are going to get forgotten with age. And sometimes I tell Nick because Nick's 20 years younger than me and Nick will tell my son, he's 20 years younger than them and he'll tell his son. And hopefully they, we remember all these different things. But our parents, to get back to that, our parents came here, you know, hoping for a dream, you know, and, and sometimes a dream comes true and sometimes it goes flat tire, you know. But they took that risk to come here. My father had a, a, com, a confetti company, you know, the confettis. And those things are used for weddings and confirmations and baptism. And he thought it would be big over here. My mother had a sister over here and says, well, let's give it a shot. So we came here with my sister, me, my mother. And How old were you? I was four years old. Okay. All right. My sister was seven. And um, he took the chance. But after a couple of years, now we're getting acclimated to the American way of life. We loved it. All right? And I remember me going to school the first day. My mother dressed me up with these little tiny short shots, <laughs> white lace uh, shoes, white <laughs> shoes with white lace socks. With the, with the hole, right. the socks yeah, with the hole. Yeah, with the little suspenders. And, and they I, gave caught a beating. Beating. <laughs> I caught a beating of my life. Yeah, right? I came that doesn't sound very Boston. Black eye, and I says, Ma, for some reason, this outfit don't flush over here. <laughs> All right, so we went to Bradley's right across the tracks. The next day, hat? I got jeans, and I got the, <laughs> the whole outfit, the Red Sox hat, and I was, I, I was a member then. You know, but I'll tell you, it was tough in those days. And my father returned to Italy with the family. And uh, the company that we had in Italy, Ambrosio, which is a gigantic confetti company right now, uh, he didn't want to sell it back to us. So here we go. We come back to America again. How long were you, did you go back to Italy for at that time? Uh, about two years. Okay. But my sister and I complained so much that, that, honestly, he had to make the move back here. And what did he make the move for? really for us, for me and my sister. And, and you know, I, I swear tears come to my eyes when I think of it because here he has given up his whole family to come here one more time, and it's strictly for my sister and me. And I'll tell you, it was, it was uh, a lot of work trying to get things going because he had to work in a factory, and my mother worked as a stitcher in another factory. And uh, we managed to, you know, he died when he was 51 years old, very young, and I know he died from a broken heart. His dream to make it happen for himself never came true. So that's why. But I, you did it for that's him. That's why I'm here. My his dream will come true. I think he'd be me. proud of you. 
or you. I wish he was alive so he could enjoy and um and see that his dream really came true. Yeah, I no, I would like to mention. So, I, not that I got into debate online, but somebody was telling us that you know how our ancestors, like my parents, moved here. My nonna came here in 1973 in a small town in Italy. They had nothing there. So I thought it was very courageous of them to leave everything they had to come here. But somebody commented uh, it was actually uh, cowardice of them to leave. It's more courageous to have stayed in Italy at that time. I don't believe so. How do you guys feel about that? I'll give you my answer in in two seconds. I disagree with that person uh, that said that. And I can understand why they're saying it, right? Because to stay and you know where you're from and all that I understand it but I disagree with the comment because you always want to do better for your children than for yourself mm. yeah. at least I do it, right, right? Yeah. I want to do better for my cho- children so that your grandparents your no 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 could give your mother and father an opportunity that was better for them to come here than to stay there and struggle a little bit more to give them some type of better life for their children, not for them. They already had their life. Right. And that's why I disagree with because if you could do better for your children, don't you want that? At least I do. Yeah. And maybe not for everybody. They had to work harder to get here. They don't speak the language. They're strangers not here. They don't know the, mm-hmm. this, this, yeah. this country. I think it takes so much courage. I know for my mother and father, my mother came here pregnant with me, 16 years old, didn't even, didn't even know my father, arranged marriage in Opaeza yeah. in Calabria. And it was really, it was really arranged. How about this? They only met to see each other once at my grandmother's house. Never talked after that till three weeks to the day. My uh, my grandmother, my grandmother was fooled by my mother's mother. Yeah. She couldn't show her Instagram or something. No, not back then. No, <laughs> no, no. Her Facebook, like no. you like her. They had no libro con facha instead of Facebook. Facha book. Like he said, feed your mavua. That was fake. Literally. That was, uh, that was Facebook in Calabria. I'll give you her and two suprasadas. What do you want to do? So, so you're... If not, you went to the next house. But... That's amazing. Three weeks, my mother didn't have an option because her mother... My grandmother, God rest her soul, had 16 kids, 14 boys. Wow. My mother's one of two girls. Wow. And my father had already come to this country. So she knew if she married him, to have a chance to come to this country. And don't you know, my mother came here. God rest my mother's soul. And my mother came here, and she made a, a life. And she brought all her brothers here from Italy. She brought my grandparents here through the years, through the 70s. And, uh, and it was to give me a better life. And you talk about people today, th- this will bother me a lot. You know, people say, oh, I don't want to get up. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. I can't work Saturdays. I don't want to be there on Sundays. You know, I'd rather do this. I'd rather do a podcast. You talk about, <laughs> yeah, like you too. Anyway, <laughs> you talk about sacrifici. That's a sacrifice. Yeah. Not getting up and going to work. Yeah, yeah that's, don't get me wrong. Oh, sacrifice to leave Atera, to leave your country. To give your children a better life, that's no sacrifice. Yeah, I love that's that. a real sacrifice. And I'm I'm grateful to uh, listen, I know everybody says it. I mean, I can't even talk about my mother. But the sacrifices that they did for me, so then I can in turn hopefully do it for my kids. Yeah. It, it, that's that's the gift. 
It ain't about, uh, you know, a, a car, a phone, a watch, or this. That's the gift to sacrificio. And, and I'm very grateful for that. And, and so you guys are doing that. And, and, well, I, in turn, and in turn for me, my, my two children uh, are doing, if not more than me, better than me when it comes to being grateful. Because of your sacrifices. My daughter, Marina, it's not a company. I always be grateful where she donates all the proceeds to women's charities. Because she's seen what my mother went through mm-hmm. when she come to this country and stuff. And, and she swears by my son every year. Every year has done something to help some cause with cancer because of my mother. But it's all instilled from my mother and father, not from me. Right. I was working. I was busy working. My they wife, raised, they raised my wife taught them the way because she's seen my mother and father. My wife did. And she instilled them about being grateful and giving back and trying to help. Try to find a way. Don't blink. When your friend needs something or somebody needs something, try to find a way to say yes instead of the easy way to say no and running away. Try. I can't do it. Believe me. It's tough. We're very excited to announce a long-term partnership with Tesoro Gastronomia out from Australia. This guy's got a really, really interesting restaurant. Tesoro has a very interesting story. So they're first-generation Italian-Australians. They're basically us in Australia. Zoto was created in their parents' and grandparents' honor so that they can pay their legacy forward. 100% of their proceeds goes to people in need, charities, and the arts. Zoto will be supporting us this year, so you know the content's going to be even better. Bro, and who knows? Maybe at some point we're going to have to take a trip down on that. I was always curious how the Italian-Australians made food. It's time we find out. Crispy, crunchy, savory, and sweet. Order what you want on Uber Eats. Listen, guys, from now to the end of the year, December 31st, on the Uber Eats app, you go to Anthony and some Panini shop, and you get a nice $25 off. When you use the code Panini. You gotta use the code Panini. Terms apply. See app for details. All right, so what I wanted to ask you guys, we kind of got into how he started with the business, how Nick started with Strega, right? Yeah. And you asked him for advice. For you, how did you start? Like, what was your first business? How did it happen? Well, I... And to be honest with you, right, I, I didn't know what my first business was going to be. And I thought maybe um, maybe jump in the hospitality business. Uh-huh. So I was a doorman in a lot of different clubs here in Boston, uh, the Palace, Jason's, um, Lucifer's, Kenmore, Katie's, a number of them. And I always worked the front door. And I got an opportunity from Steve Wynn, the, the king of Las Vegas, uh, the best, the best of the best. I had an opportunity. They were opening an office here in Faneuil Hall, Boston. He's a he's a Boston guy, Steve Wynn? He's, he's originally a, uh, a Boston guy. Oh, I didn't know that. But uh, he wanted to open up an office here in Boston. And uh, they asked me if I'd like to be a rep for that office and handle all their high rollers. Immediately, I said, yeah. Of course. But I wasn't doing anything. I My mother said... You know, you got to do something. They deve sistimare. They deve sistimare. She banged that into my head every single day. Deve sistimare. You got to get up. You got to do this. You got to do that. I was very, very lazy at the time. And so I, I took the job, and I was only working at nighttime, so that's why I was always waking up a little later. And I took that job, and uh, I think we did a great, great job. So while I was doing that job, I, I also opened up a Bally Men's Shoe Store on Newberry Street which 
in this area, it's like the Via Veneto of, of Boston. And, um, and that didn't go too good, all right, because I just didn't like being measuring feet and whatever, and I had my own little gig to try to get people to love the shoe uh, or to make the shoe fit because every, every foot is a little different in size. Yeah. So I said, this isn't for me. But one passion that I did have was food, food and wine. And I said, gee, I got to open up something. I have to open up something. So any day, every day while I was working for Steve Wynn with the Golden Nugget Casino, I decided that I would go to the North End. So I'd come to the North End, and where would I eat every day? At Il Panino. All right, it was a 20-seat restaurant where the guy, John, that owned the place, he would cook a little extra things for me. You know, one day he'd make rabbit, another day he'd make a little bit of bacala, another day he'd make something different. And every day he had something different. And it was only 20 seats. I says, boy, I says, John, you know, um, at the time I was living in Somerville, I says, you know, I would really, really like to open up an Il Panino in Somerville. Would you allow me? He says, you know something, Frank, I'll, uh, I'll do a better deal than that. He says, how would you like to have this place? I says, really? I says, what are you looking for? He says, 60000 I says, wow, let me, let me go home and let me figure it out. But uh, I would love that, okay? What year was that? This is 1987, and I, I asked a dear friend. It's not exactly of mine, super cheap, though. Well, at that he was asking 120, but he says since you're here all the time, you're my friend. I says I'll give it to you for half price. Wow. So he, he said uh, sixty thousand. I had no money, so I was making sharp money at the time with the Golden Nugget and working the nightclub, uh, Jason's. And I says, you know something, let me let me let me take a shot. I asked my cousin. I says, can I borrow thirty thousand? He had a forty. And I'm forever grateful. And uh, she said, yes. Wow. I says, wow, I get a jump start. I gave him the money. I pounded it up with a friend of mine that had the other 30000 But he bowed out. After about four or five months, he bowed out. He says, this just isn't for me. We weren't making any money. We were doing like $150, $200 a day making sandwiches. All right? Then finally, I came up with a, a super sandwich that nobody did at the time. I says, let's... Bring in a couple of guys from Italy. Show us how to make the mozzarella. Let's get a nice slice of prosciutto. Let's do uh, extra, extra virgin olive oil. There's just one slice of prosciutto? Let's, let's do fresh bread, the bread that nobody else has over here. <laughs> and let's sell Should it. Be it took off. It took off like a rocket ship. Yeah, no and from shit. There, yeah, you're right. And, and from there, everything started happening. People were calling a 20-seat restaurant. People were calling me for reservations for 20, for 30, for 50. A line down the street, it was crazy. But one thing that I did use at the restaurant, when he bowed out, I changed it into Trattoria Il Panino. So I brought all the chefs over from Italy, and we started doing all the traditional pastas, all right? And the first thing I said, you know, I don't want to use kitchen-ready tomatoes. That's what everybody used. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be San Marzano tomatoes. It's going to be picked in the month of August. It's going to be extra virgin olive oil, no pomas oil. It's got to be a not Manucci pasta at the time. That was the only pasta around. And I said, it's got to be Di Chucco. Then I, I, I changed a whole bunch of things. I started doing whole fish. I started doing, uh, you know, all different things that were just the way it was done in Italy because I was going back and forth to Italy every once in a while too and, you know, just to see the relatives and so forth. And it took off and, uh, you know, now uh, after about 40 to 50 different ventures, that I've done, and that's why we call it People's Quality Ventures, and everything has taken off, and, and God bless, and I had a, and this is all compliments, not to me, 
by compliments to the people that work for us because they don't work for us actually all right they become a part of a family and honestly like I'm 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 honored to have them work for me and I'm honored that we have picked the right people to be a part of our family and and these people give their heart and soul to to something that I I believe in and I dream in and just today I was looking on Facebook and I don't do that very often and I saw a thing with a group of people from that worked at Strager, all right, which is Nikki's restaurant. And I, I read what they wrote and they said, you know something, the relationships that we made through this relationship at Strager is something that we'll never forget. will be carried on for years and years and years. And the friendships we made will never be forgotten. And what Nick did for us, he created family. And honestly, that's what I'm talking about. What I did and what he did, it became just one big family. And I think it just extends to all the other 101 restaurants that are here in the North End. I think they all become a family and a part of this North End. That's why we started the Chamber of Commerce. And, and what was the first one. venture you guys did together? The first one? That you two like partnered up on? Good, Nick, it's all yours. <laughs> so it's funny. When I, you know the story of Strega was... I don't you know. You know the story? So I was just fat. You know, I was a fat kid. <laughs> like, I like to eat. And I grew up in this neighborhood. Same, to be no, no. So, anyway, uh, the opportunity to, I came in one night to eat at this place called Rosina's on Hanover Street. And it was dead on a Saturday night, but every place else was busy. And the owner was a great guy, a great character. His name was Frank Pizzarella. And he was a legend in the neighborhood type guy. And Next day, I said, hey, Frank, did you ever think of selling the restaurant? He said, yeah, yeah, we could work something out. Anyway, fast forward a few months later, I'm about a week away from opening. I do the deal to buy the restaurant, my first restaurant. I call Frank, give him menu ideas and wine, all that. And it was awesome. So I says, how can I make this stick out? Mind you, this is pre-Instagram, pre-Facebook, pre-YouTube, pre-you pre pre guys. For it's, it's 03. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I get an idea. I was friends with an actor. I don't know if you guys ever had him on your show. He's from New York. Vincent Pastore. Yeah. Okay, Big yeah, pussy. Yeah, of course. Okay. Sopranos yeah, is that So this, this part I know. Sopranos the yeah, height of his Pete, career. Pete Sopranos time. Yeah. So I call Vince up and I go, Vin, I need a favor. I'm opening a restaurant May 29th uh, this year. Can you come to the grand opening? Mm -hmm. so, you invited the whole Sopranos So cast, I got the right? cast. I remember calling the agent. He says, you got the cash. You got to call the agent in L.A. So he's gave me the guy's number. He gave me his number. <laughs> and I made a deal. And he says, you, I love you the money in two hours if you can do it for this. But I want the cash to come to the grand opening. He goes, you're nuts. How big is this restaurant? He thought it was a hotel or something. He says, 50 seats. I said, if you can do it for me, you'll have the money in two hours. He says, aren't you in Boston? I go, yeah, don't worry about that. I said, but if you could do it. Anyway. I get it done. The cast comes to the grand opening of greatest Italian-American show at the time, number one in cable history, to the greatest inner-city Italian neighborhood. In those days, we had the Boston Globe, Boston Herald. It made the front fold of the Globe and the Herald. Soprano stars go visit their friend, Nick Verano's eatery. Well, guess what? The next day, you couldn't come near the place. Out of spot in Boston. Right, and in Boston, who's our celebrities, right? Our athletes. Right? New York, you have this. L.A. has Hollywood. Yeah. 
in Boston, our athletes are our celebrities. That's, that's very right? true. I, yeah, don't I don't say many things that ain't true, Sabino. So listen, <laughs> focus. I got it. So <laughs> in Boston, our celebrities are uh, our athletes. In Boston, you just hear Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. And I got fortunate enough that at the time there was a guy, David Ortiz, that played for the Red Sox. And he, he did came, all right, right? Yeah, he's he Italian, did. right? Yes. <laughs> when he's with me, he is. <laughs> so, uh, and he came in, and then everybody followed suit. And I was the type of place you wanted to, I mean, till this week, two nights ago, I had one of the biggest celebrities in the world in the restaurant, downstairs, private, I won't say what it is. But they knew they could trust me back then. You know, meaning like, shut the blinds, you guys want to stay late, you, and Everybody that came to Boston had to come by Strega. It was almost like today they say checking in. Yeah. If you came to Boston, you got to check in with Uncle you, Nick. You, you, had, you had to come Absolutely. in, and it was so. I got so fortunate, so blessed, and like what Frank said, I always said it. You know, one time when my company was much bigger, I had three hundred eighty some employees in the restaurant business. I said my greatest gift was my staff. Without them can't do it. You're only one person. Yeah, they all want to say hi, how are you, you know, kiss. But I had the greatest staff in the restaurant industry in the country. I would have put my staff up against anybody in any city in any place. They were that good. They gave a fuck. They they cared when you came in. They made sure to kiss you. They made sure to hug you. They made sure if we didn't have it, go run out and get it. Go to the store and get it. It never changed. It never wavered. They believed in my vision and they fucking did it. But how'd you create so that? Lucky. How'd you create that? Because community? I cared about them. I said, listen, whatever you need, the answer is yes. You understand? So meaning you need time off? Yeah. You need to go buy a car? You need me to co-sign? Yeah. You need a loan? You can't pay your rent? I'll help you. But when you're here, just give me everything you got because I'm telling you, the people come here for you. I'm going to give you the stage. Yeah. But you're the star. Yeah. The food is amazing. But we have 100 restaurants here that all make amazing food. Yeah. I'm going to make you a star in the restaurant, but I need you because I need the people to come back because you made them feel a certain way. You made your clients feel good. If you can so have, true. you know, we talk about recipes in Italian. The greatest recipe in the world is making somebody feel good. You understand? Don't get me wrong. Sure. That is the greatest recipe. I mean, no offense, Rock, you're not good looking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what, what I'm saying is, so if I say, me, I tell you, Rock, you look good. You lost weight. Oh, thank you. Me, you're going to turn around and go, me, you fucking Mickey said I look good. Now, I don't mean I'm it. I'm going to give this place five stars. <laughs> no, but you understand, I don't mean it. Don't get offended. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, it's fine. You got nice hair. You got any other compliments? You, no, but you understand, <laughs> I don't mean it. If I go up to Sabi, me, you Sabi, you look humble. You lost some weight. <laughs> No, it's funny because when he told me he said that, I was like, wow. <laughs> See, he felt good. Nobody said that. He's on the phone. It's probably calling. Nick told me I look good. I lost weight. Nigga, this shit feels loose. So he's doing, he went like this three times after I said it. I did. I did. But what I'm saying is that is the recipe. Yeah, yeah. Now, I love that. I love that. Make somebody feel good because they're coming into your place or they're in your family store or they're coming here to say hi to you, right? They can go anywhere in the world and spend their money anywhere. In any place, it's just food, right? Yeah. They're coming for you. Make them feel good. If you make them feel good, they'll come back. And it costs nothing to make somebody feel yeah, good. True. You understand? It goes what a long saying? way. It goes far. But you guys got the celebrity power because if you look outside, there's pictures of you with De Niro, and your place is pictures with everybody, LeBron. <laughs> so, do you have any funny stories of these celebrities in Boston? Because you guys are real Boston guys. I have lots. I, uh, on your pod, you said something about LeBron yeah. that 
LeBron he comes every year. LeBron has not missed a year. Rookie year 03. Summer League is in Boston. Google it. He gets picked by uh, Cleveland. Summer League's in Boston. He's with the Nike rep. Uh, he comes to Boston Summer League that year. Comes in with a Yankees hat. I got the pitch. I'll show you. It's on my phone. Yankees hat, a Jay-Z T-shirt, right? Same hat as you. my got. kind of guy right, right? there. Right? Hey, with the long chain outside. Mind you, he's 17. With his flip phone? With three, <laughs> with, with three, four friends that you guys know have all become super successful and the greatest guys in the world, Maverick and Rich. They were Rich kids. Paul, you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, they were kids. Yeah. They were kids. But they were so respectful and so nice. And before they left that night at the restaurant, I said, here's my cell number. While you're here, if you need anything, 24 said, if you need milk for your cereal, call me. One thing led to another. We hit it off. That's the right guy to be friends we, with. We've become bigger friends. And every year he's in Boston, he's with me when, when, he, when he's in town. And he's been super nice to my daughter who now lives in L.A. And one night, they actually had dinner in L.A. at a place called Wally's. It's a big restaurant, wine bar. And uh, Ron family's ever going to dinner. Hey, Marina, if she wants to come. So Marina went to the dinner, and Kevin Love was there when uh, they played together in Cleveland. They won a championship together. Kevin Love has become like my brother. Uh, I'm saying that. So they're doing a toast, and uh, LeBron says, Marina, to your dad. Think Brown, you know, how do you think a guy like that, like, you know, my daughter Marina stands up, loyalty. Ron goes, damn, I like that. Loyalty. She goes, that's the only thanks my father needs. He doesn't need anything else. Just, you know, that's amazing. It, 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 I've been very lucky. And through the years, you know, meeting De Niro was, was incredible. And you know, I'm an actually an Oscar award winning actor. Are you? No, that's a good. Why do you say it like that for? Uh-huh. If I said it, because because we were talking the other day, you're like, question. I don't want to act. No, yeah. but but I am. I'm actually a two time Oscar winning actor. From, from what? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what we get paid to do is ask. So, but the way he did it, it was yeah. like 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. What was Wait, it from? Did you see the tell, way he came tell at Tell us more. He came across. So, uh, uh, David O. Russell is in Boston filming the movie uh, American Hustle. Right? Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer I, Lawrence, I love that movie. Amy Adams, uh, Christian Bale, yeah. myself, De Niro. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I meet David at my restaurant when he's coming in before he does the movie, David Russell. So I go in. My cousin calls me, who's with him, and says, "Nick, can you come down and meet this guy, David Russell?" I go, "No, I just ordered like eight dollars worth of Chinese food. I'm on the couch. It's fucking winter. I got a sweatsuit on. I said, I'm watching the game. I ain't coming." Come on, meet this guy. Meet this guy. Nick, 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 you bring everybody to the restaurant. I ain't care, right? I go down. Hey, how are you, David? You need anything? Let me know. Fast forward, I bring him food to the room, so on and so forth. Boom. Calls me like three months later. He says, hey, Nick, can you come by the set on Tuesday? So he says, yeah, you need anything? He goes, no, can you just come by? I have a special guest coming down to shoot for one day. I go down. It's De Niro. He shot one day the scene when he meets the agents in the back room of their building in Atlantic yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the fake... Uh, yes, the, the sheet. Yeah, yeah, the fake sheet. Yeah. So I go down, I don't know, he takes, they take our phones, we go in the back, it's Christian Bale, Jennifer Lawrence, Amy Adams, me and everybody over there. This guy turns around, right? 
Okay, so there's two times in my life that the right leg, I can't get it to stop shaking. One, I was 15 and a half. I don't want to talk about it. But it, it won't stop. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> no, legit. <laughs> How you doing? I can guess it what It wouldn't stop, right? Hi, you know what I mean? Not now. Not now. Right. Not now. Not now. <laughs> anyway, the second time when Danero turned around, David goes, Bob, I can call him Bob because I co-star with him now. Bob, this is, this is Nicky plays all your movies in the restaurant. Me and Danero. So he says, you know, I've been craving fresh mozzarella. So I'm going to get to the Academy Award. That's the first thing he said to you? Yeah, you know, and he says, hi, Hawaii. Okay, nice to I was going to say. He <laughs> says, you know what? I've been craving fresh fresh cheese, I think, not fresh mozzarella. So I says, David, can I make a call? Get my phone. 20 minutes later, I give him 40 pounds of cheese. Oh brought to the set. He goes, it's in your trailer, uh, Mr. De Niro. He goes, thank you so much. He goes, hey, what do you got the rest of the day for me? I go, nothing. He says, David, put him in the movie as my body gun. So anyway, I'm in the movie as his body stayed all day. And I, I was 450 fucking pounds. I couldn't feel my feet because they do nothing when they film a movie for 12 hours. Then they do something for a minute and a half. I said, this is Hollywood? Like, I mean, so I do the, I do the movie. They, they, it makes me his bodyguard in the movie, right? Anyway, that movie that year. Won. I watched that movie like eight times. So that movie, I you got to watch it. That movie wins the movie for um, movie of the year. But. It won the movie. You know, they give the, the, the other awards before the thing, the awards yeah. that don't mean much. It won Best Ensemble Cast. So technically, I never got an oh, Oscar. Okay. I'm part of the ensemble Best cast. bodyguard. <laughs> I'm part of, of the ensemble cast. <laughs> have you seen Bobby so, since? I can't call him Bobby. No, you can't. Robert. <laughs> yeah. Mr. De Niro, so actually. Have you, if you see him, yeah. would you ask him, like, me, that thing? Could you, could you ship me one? Absolutely. 100%. I've actually seen him three, four times after that. And you never asked? No. You're a gentleman. Never. I mean, it's, but, I mean, that's from making a meatball, from being in the restaurant business and treating people Crazy. right. My, my, I've had some of the greatest relationships with some people. Like <coughs> Jamie Foxx is like my brother. Like, truly, not many people I love in the world more than Jamie Foxx. We met through the restaurant. I mean, brother. You know, Lionel Richie, from by accident, meeting from a guy to... Celebrating dinners and holidays together. I can't spell. I quit school in the ninth grade. But from treating people right, right, and making them feel good. What people forget about celebrities is this. Just you're taken for, for Sebastian. Please. Sebastian. Sebastian Mascalco, right? One of the yeah, the greatest of all time, right? Just give me a ticket. Sebastian come in my restaurant three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Became dear, dear friends. Everywhere. Nick, you come to the show. Uh, he, he's just an amazing human being. But he's talking about getting lucky. Celebrities growing up, we break their balls. We pick on them. They were in art class. They were actors. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But what people forget when they meet somebody, whether an athlete or celebrity, and why they never, like, they're always scared or they don't know how to act, is they forget we put on our pants the same way. We go to the bathroom the same way. Treat them like regular people. Break their balls. Right. Yeah. At least it works for me. Yeah, it works for Don't you. be the guy that... You know, so I'm gonna say, so I tell you the truth. You don't look good. And they're like, "Me? What do you mean?" Because what's everybody say? Wow, look how that guy. You know, and, and there's ways truly, to do it. Yeah. There's ways to do it in your delivery, right? I tell you, Rock, you don't miss much. But anyway, <laughs> you're right. He's sharp. I tell you, his questions are sharp incredible. I mean, not yeah, the level. You like that, right? You know, oh, this is a high it's IQ like question. Fucking Ted Koppel, Nightline. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah. That's what I'm here for, you know? I'm serious. Unbelievable. It's weird. You're not making enough money. But it works. But it's true, right? Treat everybody the way you want to be treated, and the rest is easy. That's amazing. Now, with the win here, or I should say Encore, you guys are doing great there. How did that happen? The restaurant yesterday. Fratelli. Was, yeah. Beautiful. It was a beautiful, and uh, tomorrow we'll be trying to... Or tonight, I should say, we'll try the roast beef sandwich at Frank and Nick's. The tiramisu is dynamite. I tried the steak and cheese at Frank and Nick's. You like the steak and cheese? I thought roast beef. I like table side. Table side? Oh, yeah, nice, yeah. you know? That was class. So how did that come about? Just two best friends. You know, he. Th- I know people say it, and, and I you know, I break his balls, you break my balls. But to me, Frank was a mentor to me. Somebody I looked up to. You know, he was ahead of his time in the restaurant business, in my opinion. You know, mind you, I'm just here in Boston in the neighborhood. I don't know the whole world. He was ahead of his time. So the opportunity to do something with him, and you asked about the first thing we did together, and uh, I kind of segued off it, was a place called the Ocean Club in Quincy. It was a, the largest, largest outdoor nightclub in Northeast America. Place. Totally amazing 5,000 person nightclub. Oh, wow. That's a mega club right 62,000 square feet of outdoor nightclub. We were having Afrojack Tiesto and, and these guys before. That explains it. That explains it. And we... We hit it off, and we, we built a place that was incredible. 10, I think it's time we, we should try this, because I know you've been working on this for a couple yeah, of this years, is, right? Uh, this should is we take a little special. shot? I feel like it's time to take a little no, shot. Why not? Yeah, yeah, why, not? You know? why not? Open it up. I'll tell you the truth. Actually, I'm going to tell you the truth. This is not bad, right? You like this bottle. Tell us what we're about to try. This is the very first bottle off the line. This is the first bottle. The very first bottle off the line. You opened it, no problem. Not even a blessing or something. One of... You no, know, some. This is uh, basically it's three years in the making. Yeah, Nick, you go first, buddy. Real gentleman. Um, you know, this is three years in the making. My son and our bartender Glenn. All right. Yeah. Uh, my my son Joey and the bartender Glenn that made this drink. All right. They 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 spoke to me. They says, you know something, Dad. Um, we got to put this drink on the market. We sell over. Multi millions of this drink every year. Guys, all right, between all of us. Salute, guys. To good health, first of all, to friends, family, and to those we've lost that we love. More important, I salute the Chendani. God bless. And listen to you guys for keeping the Italian way and heritage, right, a way of life for this new and next generation. God bless you both. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us. For real. Right. You could. uh, I didn't want to cut off your story. Excellent. That's beautiful. Wow, that's good. Excellent. Really good. Three years? It took us three years to come up with this idea. And Rico, which is the the restaurant that created this drink the first time, now it's all over the north end. It's all over the city. And I said, you know something? We got to bottle this thing, you know? And so, of course, we had to patent the whole thing, and we had to make sure that it was right, the right bottle, the right printing, the right... uh, the way to use it, how to how to you know shake it, whatever, so forth and so on, and uh, this is going to be launched within the next couple of weeks. It's not awesome. even launched yet. Best we, of luck. It's actually really good you. too. We have uh, we did you just our, Steve, all right. After dinner, you get <clears> one of these. Yeah, we teamed up with uh, Emma's Locker, which is a very big liquor company here in Massachusetts yeah, yeah, and yeah. around the country actually. And uh, I I needed a company that I I knew that uh, would help us to, to launch this. And Harvey Allen, which I met many, many years ago, uh, I asked him, uh, he's the owner of MS Walker, I asked him, 
Avi, how would you like to work this deal out with us? And uh, we came to a beautiful agreement, and uh, it's going to get launched. And uh, So it's called Drink that, Drink That by Brico? It's called Drink That. And uh, the way the commercials, we're going to be doing commercials, a lot of different ways of advertising. I know a handsome actor if you need one. I got one. <laughs> you got, you got one right next to you. So the, the commercials are going to go, uh, yeah, what are you having? Drink that, <laughs> you know? And, and that's the whole idea of Drink That. I like that. it. I like it. And... Uh, the, the good thing about uh, bottling uh, this uh, liqueur is that when bartenders make it, you know, they might put a little bit too much of this or too much of that. And not every restaurant wants to carry five different liqueurs mm -hmm. plus espresso coffee. So this is already done for you. All you have to do is shake it's chilled, put it, yeah. it's chill it, uh, shake it, and, and put it in a... A couple espresso beans on top? Yeah, three espresso beans. Like uh, health, wealth, and happiness. Shopping, and uh, God. And I'll, I'll tell you, right, uh, it's something that you, you want to have in every single restaurant. You probably want to drink it every too. night at home. And it's, it's great for before, during, and after. Mm -hmm. Because if, uh, if you're having it after, it's got that espresso and it keeps you going all yeah. night. Listen, so we're, we're proud of it. I'm, uh, I'm and I heard somebody else this. has something coming in a couple of weeks. Mama's, <clears throat> mama's I, cutlets. My mother's cutlets. Mm. Uh, that my son... Uh, came I thought up. he was going to say, I swear, my mother's... My mother's... No. <laughs> they thought it's a cutlet. <laughs> I remember one time my mother, I swore my mother's eyes, and she knew I was dead lying right in front of her to make my friend believe me. I go, I swear, my mother's eyes. And my mother goes, I think you're putana. And I yell, Madonna, she knew I was lying. I go, Ma, I'm sorry. I don't mean it. Right? <laughs> I, need, believe I owed him like 200. Yeah. I didn't I'll give it to you tomorrow. I swear, my mother's eyes. Anyway, but uh, it's called My Mother's Cutlets. My son came up with this concept. He's in, uh, he was in New York for years. And my wife, I think, to this day, makes the best cutlets. Uh, Frank swears by them himself. And he says, Dad, I want to create this. My mother's cutlets a very simple menu, mm -hmm. all based around chicken cutlets, an eggplant cutlet, mm -hmm. salads, wraps, so on and so forth. And, you know, he made it come to fruition. And we're opening the first one here in the North End, Amazing. Uh, which will be in May. And then hopefully within the next two to three years, 150 to 200 across the country. Amazing. And it is really homemade chicken cutlet. Then the way you're supposed to eat it, and it's going to be incredible. You try my mother's cutlets, you're never going to have another cutlet again. Right. What's funny is yesterday when I saw you, I was saying how Boston, nobody makes chicken cutlets. In New York, the biggest thing when you go into Italian deli, chicken cutlets. Chicken cutlets. You go, funny you say that. Yeah. My son's opening a chicken cutlet My mother's cutlet. And uh, you show me the menu. What I really like about the concept is it makes it super easy. You have the meat option. Like you're going to Chipotle, basically. Exactly, exactly. But you're going to have a real Italian back there and pan frying all the colors. No fry ladies. Everything's pan fried, fresh water. Boom, boom, <coughs> boom, 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 boom. Like Sebastian did, right? Ta-da, 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 ra. No. Yeah. Same and thing is going like to be for my mother's college. That's it. Throw the fuck <laughs> There's nothing like that. That's it. For, for Italians, yeah, at least. It's like and, the protein, that, the sauce, the cheese. It'll be a home run. We're going to bring it to fruition and hopefully have a bunch across the country in the next three to five years. And the first one's going to be launched here in the North End. God bless. I hope so. We'll be back to try it for sure. I well, hope you do. One thing I would definitely want to give you guys credit. This is my first time in the North End. It's like embarrassing that it took me this long. What's but, your, how do you feel about it? Like, do you, do you I love it. it. <coughs> I love it here. I love it. It's completely different from New York's Little Italy. Uh, it's different. Arthur Avenue has changed. Comparable, but th this one, you've, in large part, due to you guys. I feel like it's so Italian because you guys obviously have the businesses here. You've kept it. 
you kept it to its roots, and I appreciate that because the other Little Italy's, and I know we spoke about this before, but not that they're kind of like selling out, but you can tell like their main objective wasn't to keep it Italian anymore. This is probably the only one that I've been to where, okay, there's still Italian businesses, there's still people that appreciate the culture, and they want other Italian businesses to thrive. And I think large and part of that is because of you guys. So you guys always thank us for what we're doing, but I want to thank you guys for being that cornerstone in Boston, in Massachusetts, to keep the Italians close and together and want them to thrive. So thank you on our behalf and well, all Italian Americans. I really appreciate really. that very much. Thank you. We can't take all the credit. The credit goes to truly the residents that live in this neighborhood and the other restaurant owners that are in this neighborhood that truly do the same thing as us every day. They really do fight to keep it as authentic and real as it can I be. I love that. I love that. You know, uh, we, we had a meeting uh, last Saturday with all my staff, and I says, do me a favor. Uh, tell me what makes this neighborhood so different. The same question you asked. Mm -hmm. And the, the main thing was people make places. Places don't make people. And you know something? We all strive to be better and better and better. And, and as we spoke earlier, that competition is the greatest thing. Competition is really the greatest thing because you, what makes it not that different? You have an owner or a, a great family member outside of every single restaurant or business that's in the North End. Mm -hmm. And when you have that, you know, we're, we're working with a, a new Boston, the seaport. Great, great area, great restaurants, great buildings, great everything. Yeah. But you know, some, these are managers that are working there, all right? Over here, you got someone hugging you. Every time you walk by a, a, another restaurant or another cafe, and everybody's telling you how great their espresso is, and here, come in and welcome you in, and all these people coming in for feasts, and we talked about this, and we talked about what makes this area so great. Well, what makes this area so great, first of all, you have a freedom trail here, the history of, of America. Mm -hmm. It's over here. We have a freedom trail. Mm -hmm. What else do we have? We have the great feasts. What else do we have? We have a foundation of three Catholic churches right here. Fantastic. What else do we have? Every four years, people are coming to celebrate the World Cup. And where do they come? It doesn't matter what team. I don't North care if it's Brazil. I don't care if it's France or whatever. They're always coming over here mm -hmm. to talk their shit about the game, and which is great, which is the cafes are jam-packed. It's a great, great feeling. And honestly, we're so lucky because two steps away from here, you've got the Boston Garden, which houses the phenomenal Celtics and the Bruins. So close. And all the entertainers that Nick knows half of them, all right? Every time that there's a show... These restaurants get jam-packed. Every time that there's a wedding, every time there's a confirmation, every time that yeah. there's a baptism, these restaurants get all jam-packed. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you the truth, we're very, very lucky to be in this neighborhood. We, we, are, we are fortunate that, that we all love each other. If someone runs out of whatever, uh, olive oil, we give yeah, them our, our olive oil. If someone runs out like of a certain is. wine that a customer wants, Help. Right away, we, we help each hurt. other. We all fighting for the same and business. Don't get me wrong. We're all fighting for, for the same thing, but we're all fighting for one thing: to make this the greatest yeah. Italian community. Yeah, and, and our commitment, so and our commitment to Nick and I, and we talk about this every single day. Our whole commitment, you know what it is, is to make it better and better and better. We keep buying property, and what, what are we going to do with this property? Well, now we want to bring a little bit of fashion, Italian fashion, to this neighborhood. What are we missing here? Oh, gee, you know, maybe a fish market. 
an Italian fish market. But why do you guys care so much? Why? why? Because why it's, is it's, it's, I'm it's born and raised in it's this It's born in us. It's, it's in our heart. It's in our soul. If we don't care, it's who's in our care? language, in our culture, in our tradition. This, we, you know, we need a, a great jewelry store here. Mm-hmm. All right? We need uh, a men's clothing store here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need uh, a woman's shoe store here. Uh, we need Your a culinary school, and I'm putting a culinary us. school in this, not then. I just bought a whole block at yeah, the front. Yeah, he, he was telling and us. And you know a culinary school? I just teamed up with a culinary school in Italy. Amazing. And we're going to put a culinary school here, and nobody will ever have a problem having the best of help from now on. This neighborhood is here to stay, and Nick and I will do everything in our power to make sure that this neighborhood will be the greatest thing if you're not taking a flight to Italy. Honestly, I love it. It's like you guys give me the freaking. Yeah, yeah. you guys, you guys talk. are really leaving a legacy. So, you and said I, something yesterday about your father, mm-hmm. that he lives in the store, mm-hmm. right? He can't wait to get there in the morning. Yeah. Well, guess what? If I go, if I'm in New York and I live in around your neighborhood and I go into your your store, do you know what's? I don't go because the mozzarella might be a little bit better, the prosciutto sliced a little bit thinner. I go because your father's there. Yeah. That's you yeah. I mean because I want him to that's say, "Ciao, Nico, come stai." That's it. The guy next door might have the same tomatoes. He's going to have the same prosciutto. He's going to have the same fucking bread. It's not like, you know what I mean? You're not reinvented the wheel. We're not reinvented the wheel. We all make red sauce. You know But why? Because you say your father, he wants to be there from morning to night. Yeah. He gets, if he he feels like he's... But I remember you saying that. But that's what it's really about. When you leave here today or this week, all right, you're going to leave like you left a part of your family. No, That's I how you're like gonna leave. No, I we I met, we met, we hit it off Trust the me. first time we, we just came met. You guys are great, man. But right? you'll be back time and time and time again, and you will be a part of our family. Because that's the way we're going to treat you. Relax. And I know that's the way you want to be. He's already like a cousin I don't want. He's already starting. I'm glad he is. Minka, I'm a dinasida. Frank, you got this. Leave me alone. I need reservations. No, but you know what? He spoiled me. He gave me everything in one shot. You guys are going to have a lot of choices to eat. I hope you take a week here because uh, I I know how many businesses I I have. I would be curious to see during the feast. You guys give us dates of the feast? Yeah, yeah, well, I'll send you them. We're going to do a St. John Allen's feast this year because COVID really hurt us. (laughs) See, he's already started. But we're going to do a St. John Allen's feast this year that I'll tell you, they're going to talk all over the country about this. Yeah? Yeah, we're committed to When are you guys doing it? Uh, it's gonna probably around Labor Day, right around that time. You guys are stealing oh. New York show, huh? <laughs> you you guys you guys are the mecca. You guys, you guys do the jelly. You guys nobody you guys does it like you guys. You guys no. do it bigger. And we got the garden. Than we got the real garden. You guys we're, do it. We're not gonna be the biggest. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> we'll be great. Excuse me. We got the real garden. Yeah, right? over Bro, here. About to cancel our tickets. Relax. <laughs> over here, you got the real garden. Over here. Uh, Tonight you're going to my garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. When's the last time you won the championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1971. It's been a Yeah, Willis Reed, right? Came out of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a lot. We won yeah. last week, and then the week before, we won another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you made two great plays in two Super Bowls. Miraculous. Yeah, against, <laughs> against your boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eli Manning, baby. Yeah. I can't even talk about sports because I like all the losers. <clears throat> but I want to, me and Sabino are in a partnership per se. What makes like a successful partnership? You guys have a bond that I could tell is inseparable. We need to put up with each other and listen to the other person's ideas. You got to like each other's company. Yeah. You really no. do got to like each other. Tell me the question I asked you the other day. I says, you know, take me out. Oh, yeah, Tell yeah, me yeah. all the friends that you have. He says, no. I have a whole bunch of them. But I'll tell you the truth. He said, honestly, he says, I, I have to trust in each one that I have. And I, that's the key. 
you got you got to like the person. You, right, so if you don't like star. him, I mean, no, no. What I'm saying is, no, no. You're gonna break each other's balls. You're gonna argue all day long. Yeah. You're, all gonna, day you're long. gonna fight because you think you one way, to. he thinks another way. <coughs> Do yourself a favor. This, this comes from me. Don't Some ever move. let your egos get involved. Because I'll tell you one thing. Today you could be here. Tomorrow you could be there. Yes. But it's who's with you on the way up? there for you when you're down that has the most value in the world and no matter who you meet in life you can meet a billion fucking people but they want to give you a hand job Rocco because you got this show yeah. right or because Sabino got this show and I told you this yesterday they want to be your best friend today if tomorrow this all ends is your phone ringing the same guess what I know if tomorrow things go bad he's still calling me right. and vice versa God forbid I get sick or he gets sick right guess what gonna be the first one sitting there with him breaking his balls because, but you have to like the person yeah. Yeah. partnerships are very 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 tough partners they say it for dance but when you meet somebody it, 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 you have to have trust you gotta have some type of trust you ain't got trust fuck it don't work you Take know it what sucks so every time i went in the casino he happens to be there and i hate the sharing bullshit oh that's how it works every day you don't like sharing every day Huh? Now, now, let me tell you, I hit the game the other night, all right, last night. And to share, he had to be there right at the right time when I got the money and I had to share the money with him. It, it kills me inside. I, I, I can't tell you. You robbed me 400. You robbed me 400. <laughs> yeah, you think I didn't see it when you yeah. gave me the 5,000? But, but I'll tell you, you I, I took a little something. All right. Out of because it was mine. That's why. Listen, he deserved wait, it. So, wait, he hit the bed and you were like, but I hit it. No, I, it's like I'm on a bed. It's like mush on, on, on uh, well, well, what's the name? Oh, Eddie Mush. When I, hit the roulette, when I hit the roulette number, did I give you half? You hit once in your fucking life. Did I give you half today? Once. You couldn't yes hit or a no? number. You couldn't hit a number did if I give you the ball. <laughs> I mean, really. Hey, Are you really that bad? What? Are you and really that bad? And as soon as he finds out that I have money. I didn't cash a slip on purpose this morning, right? As soon as he finds so out, can that I, I tell would you, God, on my mind, can I tell he you? would be at a table trying to lose as he usually does, and then here because I, I know he's going to give it back. This is God's honor. Here I come. I mean, hey. cut the shit. You but are, how do you get half of his back? Shh, mind your fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> don't say. Don't ask the question, Allah. Let me tell you don't what happened. Can, can, can I get the right answer? Can I please stop? This is today. This is on my dead mother, father in heaven, right? I know Today, this shit opened me up a little bit. He had a, <laughs> I knew he hit the game last night. He was watching the game. He had the ticket. We bet it. <clears throat> the encore. So I know he had to cash the ticket today, right? So, Minky, I show up over there, right, before he goes to cash the ticket. Wait. So I says, Minky, let me play a little roulette. Watch this. Yeah. So I buy in, right, real quick. For two seconds. One spin. I hit the number 3,500, right? So now he's going to go downstairs to catch the window. I said, Minky, run down first with the 3500 i so take back stuck. and i finish i took the 700 i slide put in my pocket i get the other uh, 2800 right now while he's Did before you start with 700 yes before six before he's <laughs> now he's still waiting to cash your ticket for the 13,000. Uh -huh. follow me goes to cash. I, I get the money i get no, so I, no, I get I 1400 no. right no no i get 1400 look my mother i get 1400 I put it in his jack pocket, jacket pocket, thinking, I mean, if I give him 1400 you get six well, I'm going to get six back. <laughs> so now I leave, like, make believe I don't want it. it. Hey, I <clears> left <throat> like I don't want it, right? I like, I'll meet you in the north end. I'm back to the I north said, end. Really? Now I'm waiting, calling the hotel. Like, <laughs> he goes, 
How much you lose last night? I said thirteen hundred. Give me the thirty. Yeah, give me another five thousand. Because yeah, you know, you want the better. No, I went. No, stop. no, no. <laughs> I went. No, no, no stop. No, you shouldn't have. No, you know what? You've been pushing it. I'm I go. No, 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 no. He goes. Pity dealy. Oh, he still got the strap. I went like this. I'm like this. No, he should have. All right, all right, yeah. But this is true. Today was premeditated on my behalf. Yeah, of course. 100%. He worked it out all day today. He worked it out since early this morning. But that's what we do. you know what's funny? When he's alone and I see him like this and I win, he's calculating. 1,600. Maybe he might give me the I see him. I said, what are you doing? What are you doing now? What are you calculating? So now, now you know, we're going to be owning our third restaurant in the Encore, uh, Boston Harbor. We own two now. We're on our third. We're there seven days a week, and we play every... Now, for you get any vouchers for that? Are you no, no. Whack. <laughs> are we plus or are we, are we green or red? I'm plus size. <laughs> plus me. <laughs> Maybe uh, Frank is plus. I'll tell you the truth. It's He's an honor, very it's lucky. An honor to be in a, a Steve Wynn hotel. Yes. All yeah. right. A multi-billion dollar Congratulations, hotel. Congratulations, you guys. That's bold. That's bold. But uh, I'll be honest with you. It's such an honor to be a part of that hotel. I mean, they do everything to perfect. Perfect. Nothing but perfect. And, and for us to have three restaurants in there. God bless. That's, that's amazing. Uh, that's I think amazing. we did it, you know. You guys did it. did it. Definitely did it. You guys it. are living the Boston, the Boston dream, the American Italian dream. American dream. But being yeah. from Boston and doing something like that is goals. The be- the funniest thing, no, he didn't tell you. Uh, I was going to do a birthday party for him. And he does one for me every year. So just so he can figure out how old I am. But you know something? <laughs> yeah, I'm open we, to catch we, the ball. We, we, <laughs> I wanted to do a birthday party for him when he hit 50. All right? Now he's 90. But when he hit 50, all right, I was trying to do a party in Capri for him. All right, huh? and I'm I really 53 out there looking good. Sing, Jesus. and I had it all ready. This or that, COVID hit, and we can't be Pino okay, de at the at the we, we have to do we have to do a party somewhere, and where can we do a party and get away with it? All right, I says okay, we'll do it in my backyard in Marblehead. Okay, in the middle of COVID, July 23rd, in the middle 2020, of COVID, we had right? 600 people. Oh my God! Tell, tell the Super story. Super spreader. Oh, and, and, and they got my favorite group of all time. Uh, Sugar Hill Gang, huh? Curtis Blow came, oh, all the old so hip hop cool. people, and they all came and performed. A bunch of athletes and stuff came for me too, but he got, and I was fortunate enough to go up and sing Rap is the Light with Sugar Hill Gang, and then I got up he and sang it better. Uh, basketball <laughs> with Curtis Blow. That's and so cool. It was so cool. It was unbelievable in the backdrop of his house, and they did an unbelievable job. That was uh, we had such a good time over there. We do a lot of parties in the backyard. You got to come see his setup. And you got to come on here. the Fourth of July. Listen, I'll stop. We'll be. We'll we, be we only go there. We set up. We set up. <coughs> we go to eat. 30, 40 guys. Spend five, six hours all day just eating. And that's it for the day. It's most spectacular you thing you'll ever see. We play bocce. We play a little basketball. Yeah, we have it. the singer. We have a we plane have a flying come. over the beach. And it's fun. You know, to say welcome and. And you I'll guys got to take a ride from New York. And I yeah, hope yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll see another part of Boston. I think you'll enjoy it. Absolutely. And, and I'm oh, inviting you, you right now. He'll take us up on it. Thank you. I'm yeah, inviting yeah, you right now. Sure. Listen. Thank you, guys. You guys, you guys invite us. We're there. Especially <laughs> the hospitality like this. You're, you're I can't say no. You're invited. Now, the next thing. Where are you eating tonight? 
I don't know. Are we, are they're coming to the Celtics. Well, we're we're going okay, to well, eat Celtics those steak, 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 steak and cheese are Frank and And then we'll, we'll go okay, to the Celtics well, game. Well, yeah. why steak and cheese? Why not have a, a real steak? Uh, we just opened up Umbria, which it used to be in the financial district. I sold it, and I was always dreaming of having a Umbria here in the North There's end. one right across the street, right? There's one right across the street. We opened up about three months ago. I'd love to have you as my guest. And then you go to the Celtics game. I'm going too, by the way. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, Beautiful. You know, Welcome. I, I would love to have you tonight. I appreciate you guys, you guys got you guys are really the best. You guys are too good to us. So listen, if you're in the North End, you have to come. If you don't know, now you know. You got to come here. Make guys. sure to check out these guys' spots. We'll put a bunch of your uh, restaurants in the description so they know. But honestly, thank you guys for the hospitality. It means the world to us. And anything we could do for you guys, yes. we're yes. there. Like and I, it's on record. Well, I thought you were asking me. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've been asking this whole time. No, no, no. I'm I'm trying to offer a little something. But are you offering? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You kept going. (laughs) You're one of those fake. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What I could do, you know, we got you. No, no, I know. But I'm going to tell you what you could do. Don't stop. Don't stop? Don't stop. What's that? Oh, don't stop. I was going to say, look at me. I'm going to break his heart. Don't stop what you're doing. I appreciate it. Don't stop. Do not. Just don't stop. We like doing these because. Keep doing it. People tell Don't us listen that to nobody. Fuck everybody. The reason Keep why I want to do this with you, you guys, because I know there's going to be a very specific demographic of people that are going to appreciate this more than you guys know. Yeah. Because like this art of storytelling, and especially for this neighborhood, it deserves that. So who, what better two guys than you guys? So that's why I really wanted to do this. And I know that people from Boston, especially when they hear this, they're, it's going to hit them in a special place. So... Thank you guys for everything. As young entrepreneurs, you. we look up to guys like you. Absolutely. And we appreciate you taking time, taking care of us, and everything in between. But if I win a bet, I'm not going to split it with you. <laughs> again. If again, I hit a bet. Again and again and again. If I hit a bet. Our family grows with Just you. Just remember, keep betting welcome. because you got to lay it down to pick it up. <laughs> if you ain't willing to lay it down, you're never going to pick it What's up. What's the saying? 98% of betters quit before they hit big? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm still trying. <laughs> I didn't hear that one. That's a good one. I can keep that one. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. God bless. Thank you, guys. Like they say in Hawaii, adios. Adios. <laughs>